Shaq here, spinning fast-acting pain relief for 2024 with Icy Hot. Take it from me, sticking to your new workout routines can lead to sore muscles. Icy Hot starts working instantly to dull the pain with the icy cool sensation. Then, the warming sensation relaxes it away. Feel the power of Icy Hot's contrast therapy. Ice works fast. Heat makes it last. Icy Hot. Today is Sunday, November 8th, 2020. On this day in 1993, thieves broke into Sweden's Museum of Modern Art. They didn't just manage to steal a single priceless work of art, they stole eight. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering a massive art heist committed at a gallery in one of Sweden's most renowned museums. Now let's go back to Stockholm in the earliest hours of November 8, 1993. An icy breeze blew through the island of Hwepsholmen in the center of the city, where Sweden's Museum of Modern Art stood in all its glory. Even in the dead of night, the building looked imposing, its long shadow looming against the skyline. It was practically empty that night, with just a few guards patrolling the cavernous halls. Of course, they couldn't be in every exhibition at once, so no one was around to see when two thieves drilled a hole into the ceiling of the room that held some of Picasso's finest works. The opening they made was about three feet by three feet, just enough for the burglars to slip down into the building. They tossed down a rope and carefully climbed 12 feet down into the darkened room. Typically, an alarm would have sounded the moment motion was detected on the floor, but the criminals had done their homework. They knew that because of recent cuts to the museum's security budget, there were fewer guards than usual, and the room they were in was far from an alarm. Completely unnoticed, they ransacked the place, looting five Picasso paintings, one Picasso sculpture, and two works by the Cubist painter Georges Braque. Altogether, their haul was valued at a whopping $52 million. The men could hardly contain their excitement as they climbed back up to the roof of the building. The hardest part of their mission was behind them, and no one had even tried to stop them. It remains unclear exactly how the thieves got the art down from the roof, though they seemed to have little trouble transporting it to their getaway car just near the bridge that connected the Museum of Modern Art to the rest of the city, a wheelman waited for them. Together, the three conspirators sped into the night, taking with them some of the world's most beloved paintings. It took hours for anyone to discover what had happened. It's possible that the first person to chance upon the looted exhibition room was a janitor working the morning shift. He wheeled in his mop and bucket, preparing to clean the floors, when he noticed debris of dust and glass. 
Then he saw the white wall where there were dirty footprints leading up to the ceiling. The final shock came when he saw the gaping three-foot hole in the roof. Panicked, the janitor screamed, alerting the guards who came rushing to find him. When they saw the empty room, they were just as panicked. Sweden's Museum of Modern Art had lost eight of its most precious works the previous night, and the only thing that any of them could do was wonder how. Naturally, some of the world's most acclaimed investigators showed up to examine the crime scene. One of them was Magnus Oswald, who conducted interviews with all who claimed to have witnessed suspicious activity that night. There were few leads. Meanwhile, police scoured the surrounding waterways in search of sailors who might have noticed the thieves in their escape. They also recorded the details of the exhibition room. Smudges on the wall suggested that the burglars had used a rope to climb down, and when they checked the dirt-covered roof, they found footprints. One of the criminals had likely been wearing size 42 Echo Soft sailing shoes. To add to the list of clues, a cyclist was riding on the Lillehome Bridge, not far from the museum. It was there they happened upon a small board with the words, Georges Brock, Still Life, 1928, scribbled on it. It had undoubtedly been in the hands of whoever had taken the painting, and it was probably tossed into the night once it had been deemed unnecessary. These were the only clues that shed light on who the culprits might have been. The day was marked by overwhelming grief from the world's art community, and many feared the worst. As the sun fell over Stockholm that night, the mystery remained. Only one thing was clear. $52 million of art was missing, and someone would have to pay. Coming up, investigators scramble to find the culprits. Listeners, here's a new show I can't wait for you to check out. When it comes to love, every story is unique. Some play out like fairy tales, seemingly meant to be. Others defy the odds to achieve happily ever after. In Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast, you'll discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Every Tuesday, Our Love Story celebrates the ups, downs, and pivotal moments that turn complete strangers into perfect pairs. Each episode offers an intimate glimpse inside a real-life romance, with couples recounting the highlights and hardships that define their love. Whether it's a chance encounter, a former friendship, or even a former enemy, our love story proves that love can begin and blossom in the most unexpected ways. Follow Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. So you need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person, and I appreciate you, and I know exactly what you like, all at the same time. Well, Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, 
there's something for everyone on Etsy. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Now, back to the story. On November 8, 1993, eight works were stolen from Sweden's Museum of Modern Art. Aficionados far and wide were shocked by the brazen burglary. To make matters worse, Sweden's Museum of Modern Art hadn't insured the stolen works because they technically belonged to the state. The museum's director, Bjorn Springfelt, spoke liberally to the press, condemning the government for demanding museums cut back on security spending. He also excoriated the thieves, insisting they'd never be able to sell the stolen works because of how well-known they were. As he spoke, he became overwhelmed by grief and said the museum was in mourning. His sentiments echoed the feelings of thousands across Sweden. Investigators acted fast. Soon, they identified five of the country's most notorious career criminals as potential suspects. Officials didn't reveal why they suspected those five in particular. They may have received anonymous tips about their involvement. Regardless, each of the suspects were brought in for questioning one month after the robbery, in December of 1993. To the public's surprise, only two were released. The police had found their men. Three months later, in March 1994, the court charged 24-year-old Christian Marchok and 23-year-old Kenneth Vikstrom with grand theft and hiding stolen goods. Christian's 23-year-old brother, Irvin, was also charged with being an accomplice since he drove the getaway car. But even once the criminals were convicted, the case wasn't truly solved. On the one hand, officials had trouble believing the three men acted on their own. If someone had in fact directed them, they never admitted to it. And though they found three of the Picasso paintings after the arrest, the other works were still gone. Police continued searching for the missing art. By spring 1994, only three of the eight pieces had been returned to the museum. Interestingly, it was in that same year, 1994, when criminal Clark Olofsson received a call from someone who wanted him to sell stolen art. Always looking for a good profit, Olofsson agreed to take a look at the pieces. Lo and behold, they had all come from the Museum of Modern Art. Olafsson knew right away he couldn't sell them all, it would be too conspicuous. So he chose only the smallest painting, Brock's Still Life, which is sometimes called the White Tablecloth. His plan was to place the canvas in the trunk of his car and head for Paris, where he could find a buyer. It helped him that the painting by Brock wasn't as well known as the others, so it wouldn't arouse as much suspicion. According to an interview, Olafsson was hoping to make a 3% commission on the estimated $30 million painting, almost a million dollars, just by being the middleman. And like any good art dealer, he would never reveal where the painting came from or who his buyer was. 
Whatever the truth is behind Olafsson's claims, it's possible whoever was trying to sell the paintings returned the other works to the museum to keep the heat off. By the next year, in 1995, seven of the eight stolen works had surfaced. Picasso lovers everywhere breathed sighs of relief. To this day, the only piece that remains missing is the white tablecloth still life by Brock. And though Clark Olafsson might have a hint or two as to where it wound up, the rest of us are left to wonder. Perhaps it's sitting on the wall of a fine chateau in Paris, or in the attic of an aristocrat who has since forgotten its worth. The hope is that it remains intact, of course, but the mystery lives on, a story with no real end. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Lauren DeLille, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Don't forget to check out Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Listen to Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.